I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited for our guest this week. Please. <laughs> Let everyone know who is joining us. He's an actor and our former producer, but is currently a grant and program assistant for the Gill Foundation, which is one of the nation's leading funders of efforts to secure full equality for LGBT people. It's Alex Sarche. Hello. <laughs> he did it. Yay. Oh, it feels so good. This is old <laughs> home week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a warm hug. So good to see you guys. I'm so happy to be here. We're Thank so you for being you. here. I haven't done a podcast. I haven't touched a podcast in years. Well, it's hard to go. You know, once you've peaked right, with uh, exactly. the early episodes of Tool. Where You're... else could I have gone? This is episode 101. 102, really? actually. Oh, 102. Oh God, this is episode 102. <laughs> well, couldn't get Do me for the that? round 100, huh? No, sorry. You didn't submit an essay. It was a fan. Yeah, if you had written an essay, you would have been in there. Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Is it Are there no good old? as the, like like the name of the show? Yeah, it is. It's been old <laughs> from the beginning. Old, old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had nowhere to go. <laughs> We're consistent. <laughs> How? What's the? You going to do a Colorado podcast? What's new about the thin air? No podcast, thank you. Yeah, all we we lose our breath too quickly. We can't sustain. Sure, it's hard to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, need a quick altitude. one. <laughs> uh, but it's a dry heat. 
Um, it's, That's good. Uh, yeah, I fully, I fully ditched the podcast life. I really, uh, I had quite a bad experience, not with know. you guys, but with, uh, thank you for the clarification. Okay. Course, let, it be, let the record show. I slander no one, but, uh, you know, people behind their backs. I would never slander you right to your face. Not on record. Absolutely. Sure. You have class. <laughs> I work for another podcast company. It was miserable. I decided to move back home to Denver and I've been much, much happier. And uh, I hear that happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the right person who leaves. Like, you know what? I want to come back. <laughs> Are you able to listen to a podcast and like be like emotionally removed from it enough? Or does it like bring you back like, oh, someone had to edit in that bumper? Or There are a few, there are a few shows that I can't listen to. And I, uh, there are a few shows that I do like that I can't listen if there are certain guests who come on. Wow. Okay. And I, oh I see, I think you got to do like a... Yeah, you just gotta do a Patreon. That's like all the podcast gossip. Like, I feel like yeah, I could. so I could cool. Here's who drools. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know who drools, and I know who yeah. you know life a cigarette in the studio. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do it. It's illegal. Do you like fantasy movies? This is what a good question because I was just watching The Princess Bride and I forgot about how time zones work. And I thought I had another hour, so I I only watched half an hour of this movie. And Perfect. Yeah, I guess I do. You I mean, guess I, you do. I All like, right. I like Lord of the Rings fine. I like fine. I name another fantasy movie. Like I can't even uh, Willow. Willow that, Willow's I terrible. Really hated Willow. Willow's bad. I'm deeply allergic to Willow. <laughs> okay. Some people you can make right. the case that Star Wars is essentially fantasy. It's not I, really sure. science. And fiction. I, I love sci-fi. I love yeah, and Star Wars a, a space opera, right? Uh, yeah, a, sure. Indeed. I guess I like a far-fetched tale with uh, tall, you know, you know, big characters and big axioms and. So you love the Wolf of Wall Street, then? Is what I'm hearing. Sure. Yeah, I They're love so the Wolf of Wall movie. Street. They're very tall. They wear big suits. I love that. And that is you, a fantasy movie. In a you got to stop. You know, you need to watch Stop Making Sense. The Talking Heads. Uh, to, concert film. You want a big suit? I, yeah. <laughs> you got to watch. Perfect it. for me. He changes into a bunch of suits, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his new like thing a concert as well. His, uh, I was listening to NPR and they were talking about American Utopia, his new show. Right. And they were like, he wears a silver suit in this one. And that's... <laughs> and he's barefoot. Shit, David. Yeah, he's barefoot. When When isn't NPR talking about David Byrne? That's my question. Good question. <laughs> when they're talking to Mike Birbiglia, I guess. But he he's always bringing up David Byrne. Sure. Uh, it just never ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost a tale as old as time. Speaking oh. of tales as old as time. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Today we're talking about the aforementioned Princess Bride. John. Oh, yeah, I said it early. You said it early. People so sorry, are, who don't read the episode are impatient, right? Are going to be spoiled. John, what's the deal with the Princess Bride? Mark, let me tell you the deal with the Princess Bride. It was directed by Rob Reiner with a screenplay by William Goldman, which he adapted from his own novel, also called The Princess Bride. And it is a fairy tale adventure about a beautiful young woman and her one true love who must battle the evils of the mystical kingdom of Florin to be reunited with each other. It stars Carrie Elways, Robin Wright, Mandy Patinkin, Chris Sarandon, Wallace Shawn, Andre the Giant, and Christopher Guest. It was released on September 25th, 1987, and made 30.9 million off a budget of 16 million. Janet Maslin of the New York Times said the movie has sweetness and sincerity on its side. It also has a delightful cast and a cheery, earnest style that turns out to be ever more disarming as the film moves along. While not a major box office success, it has since become a cult classic, widely regarded as being eminently quotable. 
Carrie Elways noted on the film's 30th anniversary that fans still frequently come up to him and quote lines from the movie. Although according to him, Wallace Shawn has it the worst because anytime he makes any small error, like dropping his keys, people will just shout inconceivable to him. And that is the deal with The Princess Bride. So Alec, you were asked to pick a movie and you watched 30 minutes of it. Why <laughs> The Princess Bride? Well, to tell you the truth, I have seen this movie probably two dozen times. I, okay. I grew up watching it. It's my parents' favorite movie. Ooh. I grew up in one of these houses that's quoting The Princess Bride all the time. Uh, also, it's a sheer, I'm going for a popularity play here. I, I, want, <laughs> I want this episode to get a bunch of listens and I think people will go, The Princess Bride? Now that I can listen to. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> I know this. So, uh, but beyond that, I, I have a lot of affection for this movie. I, really, I think it aged really surprisingly mm. well. Sure. Uh, and I, uh, did you guys watch the Zoom uh, get together that raised a bunch of money for the Wisconsin Democrats in November? <laughs> I, I didn't, but I read about it. Yeah, they oh, did a re everybody was reading about it. Oh yeah, it was, <laughs> it was all, all over the social. Harper's, New Yorker. Um, it was great, and it it really like uh, watching people who were in this movie talk about being in this movie, except for Carrie Elwes, because I hate Carrie Elwes so much. Uh, everybody, why? Because of Saw. I uh, was he in Saw? No, I hate. Yeah, he's like guy. Really he like is he like just like a too like he's almost like a Billy Zane and Titanic energy he's like kind of the thing. Fakest, he's the absolute fakest human being I've ever seen. I can't. Wow. What do you base? Where did you see so him that he was being fake? Yeah, I, one of the many. Times or do we have to read your book? book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll all come out in my expose. It will, which will also be a podcast. Sure. I saw. I saw Carrie always. Uh, introduce the princess bride and then do an interview about it in uh the and can you believe it there's a paramount theater in denver oh, uh, huh. i saw him talk there to like i think it was a nine news anchor it was just a you know a cbs uh local celebrity who interviewed carrie always it was the worst interview i've ever seen in my life and neither of them <laughs> could get a word out of each other it was so strange and the way that he talks he has like kind of a non-accent act, like a sort of transatlantic thing going on. Oh, uh, spent too much just, time in the States, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, he grew up here, I think, and then went to school in London or something. He huh. give, he just gives me this, this like ceramic person vibe. He just, <laughs> he's eerie to me. He's uncanny. Well, fair enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> Coming so, out sorry. swinging here. He's our next guest. So this will be uh -oh. <laughs> uncomfortable. I got in before him. <laughs> right. John, what do you bring into uh, Princess Bride? Uh, I mean, I, like most people, think it's a delightful movie. I saw it when it came out. I saw it in theaters and definitely- With your sister? You're always going to movies with your sister. What are you talking about? I feel like you've had two <laughs> stories where you go to movies with your sister. Out of You're right, I'm always episodes. doing yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I went with my sister, but I might have. And we definitely had it on like a VHS tape. <laughs> At my home and watched it countless times, so I couldn't tell. Oh, you. we we had an illegally burned uh, VHS tape as well. What do you do? You call it burned if it's a cassette? I don't Probably think not. we. You, that, I don't you think that was the words it. we were using. You we just, just taped it off like HBO. That's not like illegal. Yeah, no one thought it's it was fine. illegal. When I was a when I was a kid, I always thought it was illegal that my parents had it. I thought they stole it. I think if they were like projecting it in a theater and charging people to see it, they would get in trouble. Oh, were they, they doing do that? that? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Oh, well then, well, then yes. that is then it is burned. Yeah. Yeah. How many people pay to watch it off the of tape, <laughs> off the TV tape version of uh, The Princess booming. Bride? Right. I think this wow. tape also had gremlins and goonies on it. 
classic mistake. That's too many movies. Well, no, you could fit six on a. Uh, you could I know, but the, the quality suffers. You got to keep it to four because it's like it's not like our up. tv was 4d you know like a huge like well, impressive tv so there was, was a noticeable there was a difference you could tell <laughs> okay well thank you mark um yeah so i've seen it a bunch of times and quoted it endlessly as well uh how about you mark what do you bring into the princess bride we also had it on a tape but probably with just one other movie thank you respecting oh, yeah. the artist's intent mm -hmm. um but i i've probably seen it like a million times um it's more familiar to me than Wizard of Oz. I feel like in some, in a lot of, I just watched it more. Um, yeah, but it's great. It's super funny. Uh, it's delightful. What more do you want out of it? It's the Princess Bride. It's like going to stick around. I feel like it's going to be around the rest of our life. I feel like there was mention of like a, reba a remake a few years ago and like the outrage. People were like, no, don't you dare. It's fine the way it is. Willow Smith as Buttercup. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, I'm not uninterested. Um, <laughs> Well, Alec, as you may or may not know, but I hope you remember, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a complex, I know, so interesting choice. So we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're gonna go, so we're gonna go through a ton of categories. And at one point you are going to come up with a category and it will yeah. be Added to the, the wheel. That might have been before your time or after right. your time. We're going to go through a ton of category. You'll add the category to the wheel, and blah, 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 and then we'll find out. So this is our current top five. Get ready to be shook. Number five with an 89.03 is The Wizard of Oz. Number four with an 89.70, The Apple. Number three with an 89.81%, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Number two with a 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. And number one with a 94.83%, our long running champ, Female Trouble. Oh, I thought it was still going to be the Buffett movie. No, no that's <laughs> down in like the 50s now. Oh, no. Yeah. Ooh, we had a big rebound. Categories haven't helped to. it at all, have they? No, no, no. <laughs> Wow. Oh, Muppet Take Manhattan is now it's 32 with a 69.17%. Yeah. We've made Different some era. tweaks. Yeah, we've made some tweaks to yeah. the scoring. This is a, we're on version 4.0 of the <laughs> scoring system for those keeping track at home. So Alec, if you had to guess now, where how well do you think Princess Bride is gonna do? Oh, it's not gonna do well. It's, I mean, <laughs> I, I, know, I know a significant number of the categories, but it sounds like the odds are not in my favor that the categories I know come up for voting. Uh, I think I think it's gonna, it's kitschy. Uh, it's got some camp to it. It's got Wallace Shawn on screen. That feels like it bumps it up a number of points in any category. Sure. But I, I don't think it's gonna do well. I think this is this is a fairly hetero movie with a lot of a lot of gay villains. I think. Sure. Okay. Classic eighties trope. Sure, sure. I yeah. think so. So do you think it will beat Muppets Take Manhattan, which is at number thirty-two now? Yeah. Yeah, with, with like a sixty-nine percent. Nice. I think it will be. <laughs> okay. I'm a millennial, Mark. Uh, it. I, I don't even think it'll beat Muppets Take Manhattan. All right. All right. I think okay. this is going to be a low scoring match for well, okay. At least you got some skill. Hopefully, it'll beat Rob Reiner's other movie, When Harry Met Sally. Oh, which did how well? That's, that is at the it's tied, tied for last <laughs> with uh, What About Bob? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no, with Goodwill Hunting. They both have a 16.10. <laughs> They got points. That's amazing. They got points. They got something. Well, Meg Ryan, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right. So the first group of categories are the canon categories. So for each of these, we're all going to give the score between zero and 100. Then we'll take the average of all three of our scores. Wow. So the first one, how, 
on a scale of zero to 100, how would you rate The Princess Bride in actual gay characters? Oh boy. Well, there's Count Rugen. Christopher Guest Count Rugen has, he's definitely like a feat. Is he canonically, are any of them canonically gay? No. None of them so. are, are confirmed. But they're like, he's like, you know, swishy. I think, <laughs> for lack uh, of a better word. Humperdinck as well is swishy. What is he doing with that sixth finger? Uh huh. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> you want to smell it and find out? <laughs> been in the pit of despair yeah that's what i call it yeah uh, <laughs> uh am, am i supposed to start with the ranking yes sure. oh boy. where have you been <laughs> the guest begins uh actually but if it's too awkward think, you don't have to yeah we could also I just think sort zero. of talk about i think it zero i mean there's no, zero. there's no actual gay characters in this movie I it's think true is he gives me uh i think he is marrying a beard i think that is <laughs> Could that be. right. very obvious to me uh the the last scene that i saw before i uh in a panic had to get on this zoom call because i <laughs> again don't know how time zones work he uh is doing a little dance on the dirt on top of the cliffs of despair to uh kind of go through the the battle that he is making right, right, right. between florin and gilder and he does a little spin and he's wearing this like long suede velvet or maybe velvet purple skirt that spins around in a big circle and i'm like that nice. is a nice look i mean it's a good look sure I, I think that humperdinck is gay but sure. i think that it is zero points because Tough. nobody wow nobody nobody makes the cut all right Give i it mean it no zero. one comes out and says anything but also like the clergyman i think clergy at the time that was like wow. a hiding place or, or you know a place of safety for homosexuals i mean yeah no one comes out and says it but there's some energy so i will go 10. Was it even safe though? You know what I mean? The clergy? Like, was that actually safe? you to marry a woman. But I mean, you couldn't be out and like, well, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know if I would, safe is just, uh, you could hide, I guess you could say. It was, it provided cover. Safe mm -hmm. is generous. Yeah, safe is generous. Okay. To the church, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'll give it a, I don't know. You know what? I'll give it a 15. Wow. Okay. Just because of the clergyman? <laughs> no, for uh, Count Rugen, Christopher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, those clergymen, macho. Um, <laughs> given it got an 8.33 in Not actual great. gay characters, which is 7.33 points higher than Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, wow. Okay. That's okay. A, all right. That's the ballpark we're in. Coming out of the gate limping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you're 71 points behind Lady Bird. Okay, oh but our next category, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen uh, look at this movie and come away with a whole book of ideas? Now the audience doesn't know this, but I'm nodding vigorously. <laughs> Absolutely. You think? I think yeah. so. I, 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 I think that if I were to make a drag costume out of something from this movie, I have so many characters to choose from. First sure. instinct, <laughs> the boo lady. The angry yes. lady who bow to the queen of filth, yeah. bow to the queen, queen of, of gods. Yeah. Uh, her her official name is her. the ancient booer. Just for ancient the record. booer. Thank the you. The character booer. names are good. Impressive <laughs> clergyman, by the way. I think very funny. Indeed. Uh, uh, There's a wit. Putrescence. It's yeah. she's great, and I think you could do it. her easily. You could do a sort of duo act of Miracle Max and his wife. Who's sure. sure. Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, Buttercup paired with Buttercup, yeah. especially in the red. You know. I think this movie is full of drag inspiration. I think it's everywhere. In there probably US, has been. A, a really For sure, category one. is Renaissance Fair Extravaganza. Yeah, Or really. even just Princess Bride drag. I, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if there was a show. A, yeah. 
I, I think it scores high. I think it's a, I think it's between a 90 and a 95 or even, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think it's ripe with inspiration. It's everywhere. I'm not actually seeing much actual drag. Oh, have you Googled? Uh-oh. Princess Bride and drag. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I would say this. I think like, yes, the fantasy of it definitely gives you a lot of inspiration, but there isn't like a, to me, so much of an iconic look where you're like, that's the princess bride. Mm, yeah. But I mean, like Dread Pirate yes, Roberts, Zora without a cape and a hat. But then it's also like, it's it's another, ref, I don't know, it feels like it's all black, which is like, that could be G.I. Joe, that could be Darth Vader. What G.I. Joe all... character? What Darth Vader? What are you talking about? What Darth about? Vader? All black? All these characters are like, they're You're, someone comes out of Dread Pirate Roberts, you're going, is that Darth Vader? There's someone head I don't get it. <laughs> Name one Darth Vader. <laughs> Uh, Should I go back on my score? No. What do you want to give it? What'd you say? 95? I'm, I'm going to go 100. I'm going to go 100. 400. Wow. Uh, John bullied I, I him. Wanna, I want to give honorable mention to uh, Wesley's terrible ponytail. I think that that's part oh, of the little hair awesome. nugget. Yeah. <laughs> the hair nugget. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a little scalp berry. Uh, <laughs> I will give it uh, because it. I do think there's a lot of fun stuff there, but again, because there's nothing like specific or iconic in of itself, I'll go 80. 80. Well, that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give it 80 as well. Um, it would have been 100. higher if I saw actual, if I maybe had some results. I would think there would have been more, <laughs> but what are you going to do? Uh, Given an average of 86.67, which is 10 points lower than anti main That's got to be devastating. But 30 <laughs> points higher than The Sound of Music. All right. Okay. Oh, really? Yep. I would have expected some good drag info from Sound of Music. Uh, John didn't. No, my mother Nazi was the red. <laughs> my mother gave Italy, it a 25. He thinks I'm the problem, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always the mother, isn't it? Mm -hmm. All right, our next category, gay icons. Who would you write the gay icons? Well, Carol Kane is probably the biggest one. Carol oh, yeah, the actors themselves, does that count? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who Did you have someone else in mind? No. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were still stuck in character land. Does, I mean, uh, does Robin Wright count for anything? No, I, I mean, so. not according to Sean Penn, no. but, <laughs> but I think <laughs> something, you know, she's not zero. I don't think she's she was zero. in House of Cards. Oh, it's the gays love House of Cards. <laughs> well, it's doesn't I don't think it has to be about loving it. It's just like it's something she did on the resume, you know? I think Maybe like to be iconic, it's like, star. yes, queen, House of Cards, yes, I stand. She and she's yeah. the president, isn't she? Wasn't she I the final something? Season? I, I didn't watch it. I mean, I do think Christopher Guest with his whole waiting for Guffman, there's a, I think you could throw a few points that way for him. And Mandy That's Patinkin, something. he is a theater, you know. I was just going to say, he's a Broadway star. He's, he's a Evita. staple on Broadway. That's huge. Sure. Yeah, Sunday in the Park with George. So mm -hmm. there's stuff that there's no like top shelf gay iconography. If, if you're one degree from Bernadette Peters, that's got to count for something. <laughs> Definitely. And Patty Lapone. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a real two fister, as it Excuse were. Excuse me? <laughs> It's a real sixth finger. <laughs> there you go. So what do you want to give the Princess Bride for gay icons? Uh, let's go with a fair 70. 70, no yeah, love for Fred I, Savage. Yeah, unfortunately, no. Fred Savage and his weird baseball game don't right. get anything from me. <laughs> That's how games used to look, Alec, before your time. Okay? I don't want to hear about it. Oh, the things you <laughs> And we through. were dazzled by those 8-bit graphics. Like, how did they do this? Oh, it'll never get better than this. We've peaked. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it's pretty low. I'm going to go 60. 60. Uh, I'm going to go 50. Mm. This is pretty middle of the road. Given an average of 
60. <laughs> All right, the next category, the male gaze. How horny mm-hmm. is the camera for the male form? I don't think very horny at all. I don't know, Carrie. I don't know. At the beginning, the first like 10 minutes, yeah. We're definitely meant to think Wesley is like, oh, he's sexy. And like, she's the one like oogling him. We're seeing it from her point of view. Even when when Wesley's in the pit of despair and and, uh, his, don't they like tear his sleeves off? That's something. And he's sort of sweating. I don't know if that's anything. Uh, I, I don't think it's very male gazy. I think that there's uh, almost nobody in this movie is sexual in any way. Uh, it's True, a very, it is very chaste, movie. even though it is a sort of a romantic. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. But some of the pants are are, are fit well. <laughs> sure, <laughs> the pants fit well. <laughs> Fezzik looks great in his curtains. Yeah, uh, I think I, I can't I can't go higher than a twenty. A twenty? Yeah, I think it's not high. Twenty. I'll go 35 because I do think Carrie Elways, they make him look nice. It was his big splash. That's how we got to know mm. him. Yeah. And then what do you do after that? I don't Robin remember. Men in tights. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Same role. <laughs> uh, I'll go to 30. Giving it an average of 28.33, which awesome. is 15.33 points higher than uh, Auntie Mame. Okay. All right, our next category, entrances with pizzazz. Oh. An old classic, you know <laughs> easy, this one. Easy, yeah, this uh-huh. one's great. I wrote it down. Grandpa has an entrance right yep. away. Everybody's yep. got an entrance. I think, I mean, uh, Inigo bangs down the door, uh, or I guess mm. Fezzik bangs down the door. There, there are a lot of entrances and they all matter very much. Uh, even Fezzik in the Holocaust cloak. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pretending to be the Dread Pirate Roberts. That's a long, long carpet walk is what it yeah. is. <laughs> Uh, I think this this movie scores high on entrances with pizzazz. And don't you think just like the pit of despair's entrance being through like a secret thing in a tree is literally Huge. an entrance yeah. with pizzazz. That's a multiplier, absolutely. <laughs> that <laughs> entrance has pizzazz. Uh, yeah. And I got to go back to Grandpa. He comes in and uh, I'm doing a lot of visual stuff right now. He comes <laughs> in and he goes, bah, like his arms are out. Yeah, uh, A showman. Yeah, yeah, he, he says, hey, how's the sickie? Which mm-hmm. is great. Great opening line. Entrances with pizzazz. A solid 100 percent. This is like Beetlejuice as entrance. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Buttercup has two, really. She has the first time we see her, and he's like, "See mm-hmm. my princess." And then the sort of horrible dream, se- the nightmare sequence she has with the ancient booer. I'll go 96. 96. Also coming out of the quicksand. That's wow! And the triumphant music. Yes, the yeah, orchestral hits true. on that. <laughs> yeah, you know. What? I'll give it 100. I think yes. there's quite a few. Yes. Give it an average of 98.67. Not as high um, as the Apple. Do better, Princess Bride. They got to remake it. They got to do it. <laughs> Just to beat the Apple. We uh-huh. got to get the entrances right. <laughs> All right. The next category, Hell on Heels. This is like feisty women. You might know it as a Formerly strident women, women yes. <laughs> Hell on Heels. I love it. That's good punch up. Uh, <laughs> Thank uh, you. I mean, well, would you say Count Rugen? He's kind of wearing heels. Uh huh. Everybody's wearing and heels. Humperdinck Prince Humperdinck heels wears on. heels. He's got yeah. like, boots. Everybody's got heels. And on. the woman, the infernal the, booer. What's her name? The ancient booer. Ancient booer. Carol <laughs> King. <laughs> Carol Kane. Excuse me. She's yeah. uh She's a uh, pretty sure. Imagine Carol King in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The young Carol King. Cast. Yeah. Um, Princess I Buttercup. I feel the earth move. When, when she's with uh before she realized who Wesley is, she's real sour. So- she's real sour. Oh too. yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot. He's of hell also treating her like shit. 
they suck. True. They suck to each other. They are awful to <laughs> yeah. each other. Weird. For no reason. Their relationship is based on nothing. They've only spoken two words to each other before. Are they brother and sister? Three words. <laughs> are they brother and sister? Why do they um, live on this farm together? <laughs> Who hired him? Where are her parents? Her money. Yeah, I, I don't get it. They look alike. They both have eyes like the sea after a storm. Well, back then, if you yeah. met someone who looked like you, you're like, I guess I have to I marry you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, that's a royalty for you. It's uh, hell on heels uh, to get away from the um, stressful point. <laughs> the uncomfortable pedophile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's everybody's strident. Everybody wearing heels and all the women in this movie are strident. Uh, I think it does pretty well. Uh, 80, 85. I'll say 80. Uh, because there 80? aren't a lot of female characters, period. But the True. ones that are there, right. they're yelling. They're making themselves heard. Uh, I think that, and with all the heels themselves, I'll go 91. 91! Wow. What a turn! Uh, I'll, I'll give it, one might say. I don't know. 80? Sure, why not? Give it an average of 83.67, which is about uh, 57 points higher than The Wedding Singer. Okay. Oh, pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. All right, next category. Macabre. How macabre is The Princess Ooh. Bride? Mm. The Fire Swamp is very macabre. The Pit of Despair, very macabre. Well, oh my God, The Machine of Death. Yeah, there's a machine, forget, there's a machine of death. There's a machine of death, for God's sake. It's very macabre. Something called Rubin, a Holocaust cloak. Yes, uh, this movie mm -hmm. doesn't shy away from topical subjects no. like, like Holocaust cloaks. <laughs> They'll lean into it. Death right? machines. Mm -hmm. uh, Got wow. the screeching eels. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, strife and and mortality yeah. in this movie. Battle of wits to the death. Right. Everybody. Yeah, a lot of. They were going to kill Buttercup to start a war. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of darkness. I think this movie does very well in macabre. I never, if if you were to ask me, like even even twenty words to describe the Princess Bride, this would not come up. There's no way that. This so naturally, you need to give it a high score. In macabre. <laughs> but yes, yeah. I have to because now that I'm looking at it, feel the it. You lens, don't see yes. it. You don't need to call it out. Exactly, it's in your bones. Don't know if that's true. <laughs> okay. uh, it does well for me. I'm going to say 75. 75. One of the darkest movies you've ever seen. <laughs> you, you know there are numbers more high. than 75, right, Mark? <laughs> 70 high is top tier. Top 25 percent. Wow. Uh, I'll go 68. 68. Guys, this is not very macabre. It's all pretty light and silly it's and scarier fun. Than yeah, saw, but it's sweet. <laughs> this is not. I'm giving. I'll give it a fifty. <laughs> giving it a sixty-four point thirty-three, which is still six points higher than Anti Mame. You're kicking the teeth in of Anti Mame. What's Who a knew? more? What's a much more macabre movie that scored less than The Princess Bride? Are there any? Are there any that didn't? A more macabre that scored less. Do you know what I mean? Like, is, is it a wrongful <laughs> placement? I'm really doubting all my scoring is what I'm doing. Uh, Don't let Mark's no. tone do that. He's just what I'm he thinks is anything. entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what John thinks are facts, apparently. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, the next category, dramatic lighting. Huh. This what? is rough. There's a couple yeah. moments, but like overall, it's all pretty like flat looking. It's pretty it, straight. There's some like golden sunsets. Which I was going to say nice. sunsets. Inigo too. praying to his father through his sword. He's like kissed by heaven and that. And that's, it, yeah. it sort of reflects off his sword, the diamonds on the hilt of his sword. Uh, Love that Paul Simon song. I, <laughs> right, right, right. You got there two seconds before me. Uh, it, 
I mean, it, it, for how cheaply it was made, uh, it does, it shows Cheap, this movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I said kitschy before. What I meant was cheap. It looks, it's chintzy. Um, it's not, it's, uh, the lighting is not something they were focused on. You can tell. I mean, uh, right. as far as like chiaroscuro, we're going 15 or 20. I don't think this is a very dramatically lit movie. No. So what do you want to give it? I'll say 20. 20 because the holocaust cloak scene does that bumps yeah there's fire someone's on fire being just by fire that's good (laughs) it's dramatic Mm -hmm. i'll give it 25 25 uh yeah i'll give it 25 uh give an average of 23.33 all right we're moving on next category vibrato so for oh, this wow. one, in addition to literal vibrato, we also mean anytime they take a moment, give it a little extra, zhuzh it up, more than you need, but you like it. Wow. Ooh, I like a metaphorical vibrato. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? Is there any singing in this movie? Well, the end credits, I but not really. Mark Knopfler's yeah. war- That's more warbling. Is warbling <laughs> vibrato? The only real song that comes to mind is Miracle Max goes, I, I don't even know what he says. I've seen this movie a million times and I still don't know what the mm. line is. He goes, I'm going to let them the nation. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, he does. I'm going to let them the nation. I think, okay, there's no real vibrato in this movie. That's no literal answer. vibrato, okay. No, but there's, I think, quite a bit of moments that get held. Uh, 100%. I mean, yeah, Wallace Shawn's whole performance, I think. It, I was, yes, yes, exactly. His laugh before he dies is he, that's all vibrato. Uh, he's doing a solo there. The shrieking eels are vibrato. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> they might even qualify for real vibrato. <laughs> I also like the moments when like they play with the like the kid interrupting the story, but then the grandpa like starting over. Like you read that part oh, already. Oh yeah. Right, yeah, that, yeah. Like, right. Playing with the uh, the framing device mm-hmm. is kind of sure. fun. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the whole fencing battle with the, like I'm not left-handed. I'm not left-handed. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff is so fun. That's sort of the joke of the movie: is things things last a lot longer than they have to. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that true? I said that without really thinking about it. Um, In some ways, I think they do a great job of everyone. Like, there's no one who's just a character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, everyone has an extra moment. Out. Everyone has like fun. You know, it's like you could tell Rob Reiner was like, "What would be the most fun thing for you to do with yeah. this?" You know, even like the Brute Squad guy. Like, that's still an iconic he's role. That's, yeah. He's fun to be. The key guy who the yeah. guy who holds the gate. <laughs> the key gate. Oh, this gate key. Gate key. <laughs> oh, you mean this gate key? It does pretty well in vibrato. I'm gonna say seventy. 70. Because if it if there were singing, it would score much higher, obviously, but the metaphorical vibrato so close gets it pretty high up. But you know, if there was singing, this movie would be like two and a half hours long. You're like, all right. It's kind of hard to have like a light thing be two and a half hours long. You're like, mm-hmm. okay. Right, to sustain it. Been living in a world with no stakes for a long time. <laughs> An 11 o'clock number in the hall, though, when uh, Inigo's sure. getting stabbed in both shoulders. Yeah. Jeez. yeah. That's a showstopper moment. And then let Mandy Patinkin sing. Uh, that is sort of a, a missed opportunity. Absolutely. Well, uh, did he sing I, in Homeland? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. I hope so. <laughs> I, he had to at least. Does he have to sing in everything he does? Maybe he wants to stretch, you know? In his rider. Oh, singing is, is not stretching? No, I'm saying he's done that, though. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he wants to do something uh-huh. else, like play a role that does Oh, oh singing is just one thing. There's not different kinds of singing that he yeah, can yeah. stretch himself. Okay, sure. That's an interesting take. I think you that, I think also the- world, You move on to the next. The ancient booer, she's very vibrato. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to go- Whoa! Even, that's real. Whoa! <laughs> in her throat. I'll go 86. 86. I'm going to change uh, point just based on John's point. I'm going to go up to 80 because of the ancient booer. <laughs> the ancient booer. 
Uh, I'll give it a, I don't know, 79. Sure. Given an average of 81.67, six points lower than waiting for Guffman. Another Christopher Guest Castle Rock joint. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next category, footwork. I would rate the footwork. Excellent. Well, there's the sword fights. <laughs> yeah. Excellent footwork in this movie. Uh, a lot of shots just of feet of people running. A lot of running from place uh, to place, running around the castle. The <laughs> um, I think the sword fighting really is where it stands out. Uh, you see circles. You see uh, if the enemy hasn't studied his Agrippa, and yeah. they're flipping <laughs> over each other. They're doing, you know, they're spinning. They're knocking right. bricks off walls. I think the footwork is outstanding. I do think the sword fighting is really bad, though. Would you guys agree? I think it's fun. It's like movie sword fight. It's not like totally. realistic, you know. But it's very like they're just sort of waving. Well, that's how they used to be, anymore. like swashbuckling, <laughs> right. like. It seems like something that like in a live theater, you'd be like, oh, that's great. But yes, we have yeah. like evolved to like a John Wick level of like the fight sure, scenes yes. so intense. But I, not I everything has to be, but I feel like that's like, that's why it's fun because it's like a fun fight. You know what I mean? It's still like right. cool to look at and the choreography yeah. is great. It's just yeah. like light, it's swashbuckling. It's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, points well taken. The footwork is really good. The footwork I'm gonna say is 90 for me. And there's literally uh, csi a crime scene based on the footwork. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the footprints are so distinctive that you can recreate them in your mind uh, hours after. <laughs> it's like detective mode in Arkham Asylum. Those games, I don't know if anybody Thank knows you. what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's about time we start talking about Arkham Asylum. <laughs> okay, because Rocksteady really nailed the formula. It, Arkham City was terrific. Are you in the mm-hmm. Batmobile too much? Maybe. But I haven't played Arkham City. Is that possible? Oh, it's fun. Yeah. I, all I want to do is It's crazy because he's got machine guns and rockets and he's just like no. blowing people away as Batman in this mm. tank. Um, no. Not very Batman-like. Does Batman not use a gun? Wasn't that part of his thing? It is, essentially. But on the Batmobile, all bets are off. <laughs> <laughs> he's not killing people. The Batmobile's killing The car's doing, the car it. doing yeah. it. He can't control it. Mm-hmm. John, what do you want to give it for footwork? Yeah, I think it's pretty great. I'm going to go... I'll go 90. 90, uh, I'll go 80, 80, just cause it's that one fight. If it was like three fight scenes, three sword fights. Well, there is the one between the, the end with, the... The, with uh, Mandy Patinkin and Christopher Guest. Exactly. That's two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's another That's fight scene. So there's the thing where he stands up three. and like, oh, he's standing up now. Oh my God. Spank bank deposits. Wow. That was your this on spank bank deposits. Wow. Anything you add to your spank bank? Wow. What am I adding to the spank bank from the Princess Bride? Uh, I think Carrie Elways, definitely. Sure. A young Mandy Patinkin, not too bad, not too shabby. Yeah, yeah. a young Mandy Patinkin with the uh, mullet as well. In- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he could, he yeah. could tie that back, um, but yeah. <laughs> Does he ever- Errol Flynn-ish he- mustache. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Wesley's mustache. I'm sorry to keep ripping on Wesley. Okay. I know you guys wow. really like him. I think his mustache is awful. It's hard when it's blonde. It's weird. Yeah. It's very thin and it is very blonde. Uh, it's it's a little stripe on his lip. It looks like he has. <laughs> it just, seems uh, darker when his Dread Pirate Roberts. I wonder if they darkened it to give maybe, it more maturity. Yeah, yeah. He's been away mm-hmm. for a few years. I think okay. Uh, to that point, I think Dread Pirate Roberts Wesley is much hotter than Wesley without the mask or cowl. All right. Uh, and I that's think, your point of view. It's my point of view, of course. Uh, it's my spank bank, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, but it's, but it's, we low. don't have a joint account. <laughs> uh, I will share my password to any, any listeners who need it. Okay. Uh, to the spank bank. It's not, it's not scoring high for me. It's going to be maybe 20, maybe 20. 
Is and it going to be 20? Because of the impressive clergyman. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. He's the one I go back to. You love a sideburn. Okay. That's my type. Yeah. You love a, love a sideburn. Strong love choice a of a hat. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, it's a 20 for me. A 20. Man, I don't know. I think Carrie Elways is pretty, pretty sexy. But yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like a horny movie. So it's hard, you know, like, you know, like Chris Sarandon, Christopher Guest, like they're not ugly people, but they're not like meant to be like, yeah, who's, who are these guys? Yeah, it's back to the male gaze. The camera doesn't love anybody in this movie. True. I'll go, I'll go 40. Hmm? 40, wow, pretty high. Uh, I'll give it a, I don't know, 30. <laughs> Giving it an average of 30, which wow. is 26 points higher than Lady Bird. Okay. But 2.67 points lower than The Man from Uncle. All right, Holy our next- wow. three <laughs> points lower than The Man from Uncle. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend The Princess Bride to a gay person? 100, because I'm recommending this movie to everybody. Really? If you haven't seen okay. this movie, you got to see this movie. I think that it's such an important part of uh, the American lexicon. It's like, it's, I, it, you know, it's, it's hard to admit how much you love this movie, I think, because it does feel like a very basic thing to say. And there are people sure. with like bumper right. stickers that say, my name is Inigo Montoya. And you're like, ugh. Right. Like, I hate that. I hate the uh, the extreme fan culture around this movie. And I think that you should come up with your own things to say sometimes. But also, <laughs> right. this, is, this is an important movie. It's a fun, good movie. And like I said at the very beginning, I think it's aged really well. I yeah. think that it, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't offend. It's a 98 it's a minutes? Well-made movie. Ooh. Yeah, it's in and out. It's <laughs> it moves so fast. Mm -hmm. Right. This is a hundred points for me. A hundred. No matter your sexuality, no matter your gender identity, <laughs> this is the movie for you. I agree that it is a wonderful movie. There's nothing particularly about it that, that I would say to someone like, as a gay person, you really need to yeah. see Princess Bride. This will resonate with yeah. you. Yeah. Again, not that I don't think they would enjoy it, or I think, you know, there's, as we've said, there's nothing about it that is problematic. There's nothing where it's like, but that one scene, but other than that, it's great. Like, it's, you know, it's great throughout. It's not a Bill and Ted situation. Right, where you're like, it was fun, except. Ooh. Except. <laughs> if we could just snip that one moment. They go to ancient Greece and nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's, let's just say it's real dry. Um, I'll give it an 80. 80. I mean, if you haven't seen it at this point, I almost feel like, eh, this ship has sailed. Uh, so I'll give it a 75. Wow. I also feel like you've probably pick, collected it on like by osmosis. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Just like you've been alive. You've probably seen it in montages and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And when you see it for the first time, you go, oh, that's where that came yeah, that's from. That's right. Means. Probably right. a lot of times you say that <laughs> out loud and everybody's looking at you. You know what? Fa other movie the fandom has ruined, Ghostbusters. I have no interest in any new Ghostbusters anymore. Wow. Wow. That's Is that because of the female re uh well, I didn't think the female one was like very good, but I didn't think it like deserved the vitriol either. You know, right. so all that around it. And then now like their response is like, no, we're going to do more of the one you want. And like, ugh, get over your childhood. <laughs> Speaking of getting over your childhood, now we're yes. into the wheel category. So this is new. So these are all previous categories that guests have brought in that we've put on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. We're going to spin it four times, whatever category randomly pops up, that's how we will judge the movie. And then wow. after that, you will create a category, which we will add to the wheel. Remember that from earlier? Mm-hmm. 
and sometimes these categories, when we revamp the scores, they end up being bonus or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. canon. So you can get an upgrade sometimes. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Wow. I look okay. forward to it. Okay. That's the sound of it. Okay. Sing along factor. Oh, Sing along. Oh, our luck is. Uh, sometimes gone. the wheel doesn't favor you. Really story bad. Storybook story. <laughs> hear my love. I whistle the. Look at you singing along. I guess it's 100. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he next coughing? Because. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not my register. <laughs> Does does it count if when you watch it, you know, for the hundredth time, you go? Sure, you're singing along. Yeah, I'm doing that. I am singing along to the soundtrack of this movie. I think that uh, I think it is a great soundtrack, and it is. Mark Knopfler did a great job. Did a wonderful job. We're out of these dire straits and into a delightful score. Wow! Yeah, finally, mm -hmm. onto the cliffs of despair from the dire straits. It's uh, a Romeo and Juliet story that they we're making movies out of. Can you believe I have this many Dire Straits references ready to go? Oh, I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Those are two songs by Dire Straits. Yeah. I know uh, Money for Nothing and Sultans of Swing. Mm. Beyond that, uh, okay. Uh -huh. I'll Keep take your word for it. Brilliant, nodding, uh, sure. The sing-along factor, not good because there are no words. Uh, however, yeah. I can hum- You're not an enigma. Uh, <laughs> I can hum at a 30 to this movie. I can hum to this movie 30 out of 100. Are you someone who like watches, do you like quote along with it? I kind of, I did, I did when we watched the pandemic one uh, because I was watching with uh, parents in the backyard and you know, we had nothing- In the backyard? Yeah. Like a projector set up? There. Uh, no, Ooh. we put the TV on top of a chair. It was rickety. Wow. <laughs> Just to be outside good, yeah. to feel something mm -hmm. different for a change. Mm -hmm. Well, my my friend was over and we'd gotten pizza, but we had oh, I see. Far apart from each other. Nice. Um, Don't you ever like think back to like the last year and think like that was really terrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot, actually. Don't you ever like have these huh. moments of like, yeah, that really fucking oh, yeah. sucks. Yeah, that was the fucking worst year I've ever lived through. Yeah. Huh. Because when you're in it, it was like almost hard to have that. But now that we're, you know, things are getting out of it, we're getting more perspective. Like that was, I'm so fucking sick of going on oh, walks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, a 30 for a, a sing-along factor. <laughs> yeah, I will go 32. 32 for something that doesn't have a song in it except <laughs> for the end credit. You for humming. Which you sang, yes. <laughs> for humming. Mm -hmm. Uh, I gotta give it a ten. Sing the credits again. To my love story, book story. That's ten points for Mark Renning. <laughs> Got a twenty-four. He did a great score for this Irish movie called Cal that I used to listen to Ooh. when I would like fall asleep. It's a lot of like Tin Whistle and stuff. But there's like one track that is very, I think it's towards the end of the movie, gets very dramatic. It's like, <laughs> dum, 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 dum. <laughs> like so, I would always pray I'd be asleep before that came on. <laughs> Okay, well, I think the wheel's back on your side. Does it hold up? Does wow. it hold up? The suspenders factor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a lot of yes or no answers instead of like any subtlety, anything. <laughs> That's okay. Zero or a hundred. It's a hundred. I cannot think besides, I, I mean, when I said there are a lot of gay villains in this movie, you guys seem like, yeah, of course. It's from 1983. Right. Uh, 87. 87. Uh, well, they should have known by then. <laughs> right? So um, much had happened. Yeah. It that, had that the Olympics. feels a little strange to me. And like, you know, the, the clergyman is like the joke is that he has like a 
really bad speech impediment. That's- right. <laughs> right. But it's not like he's got like a gay speech impediment. Yeah. No, but he's funny because he has a speech. Speech impediments are funny is what the but, movie's saying. But it is a funny speech impediment. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's <laughs> these are like, I do not co-sign on these. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, but it's not like a, but again it's not making fun of like a group of people. It's mm-hmm. making fun of people with speech impediments. This one guy with I this think you're one looking extremely to be specific. Speech I'm not looking. I'm just saying you could make a case for that. I'm just saying it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think right. it's unassailable. A hundred. I think even if you're watching this movie, like trying to find things to be angry at, you're not going to do very well. It's going to be it's hard. Tough. Yeah, I, I think it does really well. I think it's a 99. A 99. Yeah, one point down because of the- uh, The impressive clergyman. And also the relationship between Miracle Max and his wife seems, uh, it seems, you know, a, there's there's something bad going on there. Somebody's gonna poison somebody is all I'm saying. <laughs> Feels very vaudeville to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a 99 as well. 99. Uh, I gotta go 95 for that. So given an average of 97.67. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad, right? Mm-hmm. For a almost 40-year-old movie. That's not bad. Okay. 34-year-old movie. Here we go. Facial hair. Facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we got a bunch. There's mm-hmm. some fun mustaches. Ignoring Wesley's mustache, yeah. We got Patinkin's mustache. We got Patinkin looks guest great. goatee. Yes, looks great. We got that Michael, uh, excuse me, Malcolm Story yelling. He's got those mutton chops. The gate. Oh, yeah. Guy. The yeah, chops. Yeah, there are the a chops. lot of characters with mutton chops. And the free sideburns. There's mm-hmm. some chops. There's Do some we consider Andre jo- the Giants? I was just going to say, yeah. Who we haven't like- mentioned yet, who is yeah. delightful right. in this How movie. have we gone this long without talking about Andre the Giant? Let's just, I remember. Facial hair. <laughs> I was like 12, I guess, when this came out, like seeing him, like we just loved Andre the Giant. Like he's so lovable and likable. It's like, oh, gone too soon. Anybody want a peanut? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's me, actually. That's not me doing my impression of no. Andre the Giant. That's my impression that's of Jason That's going to age Siegel well. It's holding up. Andre Don't worry. Uh, I think when did Jason Siegel do that? It's Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think, that he did I that. did. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> he forgot Sarah Marshall. Uh, it, what's the category? It's facial, facial hair. hair. We're, doing, we're doing pretty well. What about that. the uh, uh, Infernal Booer? She's got some whiffs, that's oh, yeah. for sure. Peter Falk also has a little mustache. He's got Peter a nice Falk, mustache. He looks great. Let's he talk does. about Peter Falk for a second. He looks <laughs> right? great. I love Peter Falk in this movie. He's great. Uh, Do you think they color? It seemed like they colored his hair. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's yeah. almost doing. He's doing like a drag performance himself. Really. <laughs> they aged him. Yeah, up please welcome to the stage, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching that show. I'm paying yeah. for that. <laughs> uh, the uh, I I would score this movie very high on facial hair, except for Wesley's mustache, which is so off-putting oh. to me. So it's an anti. It's like it's like so. <laughs> it's it's actually dragging it down. Where it would be, I think, an 85. I'm going to bring Ooh. it down to 70 because 70 minus wow. 15 Ooh. for that little ribbing. I, I know what cameo not to buy you for your birthday. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I'll, I'll go 85. I have 85. No, not that bothered by the mustache of Carrie Elway's. I don't know. Um, what... There's some fun, but I'll give it. I think a seventy sounds right to me. We're not, and there's no one near here who has like a the Henry Cavill, you know, Fallout one. Sure. On that, wow. that caliber. Has somebody brought Fallout? Yeah, you were there for that. I episode. was there. Was and we that talked about the, Henry Cavill. That's where this category that, came yeah. from. <laughs> I that think was... I leaned in to talk about it on mic. So, yeah, I <laughs> you just had it. to get a word in. <laughs> we're talking me. Cavill. <laughs> Pass that mic. <laughs> That's your podcast, Cavalcade, where you just talk about Henry wow. Cavill. There you go. I was locked and loaded, Mark. I love that title. 
I've waited two years to tell them. <laughs> I love this wheel. I love this wheel. I love a gimmick. <laughs> gimmick? This is integral to the scoring of these movies. Did I say gimmick? I meant gimme more. Thank you. John, what is the category? Okay. Melodramatic monologue. Wow. We're high up. Can I score higher than 100? We got a We're bunch. everywhere. Oh Mark my won't gosh. let you do higher than 100. Okay. No. Well, I, I will spoil it right now. I'm going to give it 100, but I got to go down the list. Vicini talking through the Iocane powder. Mm, there we uh, go. Obviously, we've got Inigo Montoya. Obviously, mm. we've got Wesley's story about uh, being the Dread Pirate Roberts. We've got right. so many monologues. <laughs> They're all over the place. Rugen talking about how much he loves pain. It's everywhere in this movie. Uh, John, to your point earlier about every little side character getting a vibrato, everybody yeah. gets a little monologue in this movie. Pretty much. As yeah. a treat. Everybody gets a monologue as a treat. This is a hundred points for me. <laughs> it's like the actors wrote the script. Like it's only fair if we all get a monologue. Right, you know, pay, pass yeah, pass yeah. the pen my way. Yeah, but you can't write your own. We all write each other's. I'm gonna write yeah. I'm gonna write Robin. <laughs> we Andre you write three lines and you pass it to your right, and everyone we all write all of them together. You have to use the last word that somebody said to start your monologue. <laughs> Does anybody do a squibbit exquisite it's exquisite corpse anymore? A June squibbit corpse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will give it a 90. I think they're pretty chocolate. 90. John was not convinced. John, right. what's pulling it down from 100 for you? Uh Andre the Giant doesn't get one. There's also like they're not like they're like cute. They're not like, you know, mom and Nightmare on Elm Street telling then we burned him down and she's drinking vodka. You know what I mean? They're all yeah, kind of like point. similar tonally. Mm -hmm. Right. Still a 90, which is pretty high. Yeah, I'll give it a 90 as well. Give it an average of 93.33. All right, Alec, the time has come for you to add a category to the wheel that we can wow. use to judge the Princess Bride and all the remaining movies when it gets put on the wheel. I've been waiting for this moment for a very long time. Uh, <laughs> the honor is very high. And I have a few choices. Would you prefer that I read them all or should I tell you what my top one is and see if you Do agree? your top one. Do your top one. Sumptuous outdoor table settings. Great. It's <laughs> I think the, the entire movie uh, could be boiled down to Vicini sitting with a little log that has like yeah. a nice wedge yes. of cheese and three yeah, right? apples and these goblets. Outdoor table settings this movie is doing very well at. The Sandra Lee factor. Every episode of, uh, what is her show? Something stupid, like Cooking on a Budget. Uh, I don't know. But every episode will do a tablescape. And, and, and at the LA County Fair, you can get, they give away blue ribbons for tablescapes. You know how badly I've wanted to go the last few years just to see everyone show off their best tablescapes? Is that the thing you missed most in 2020? Was Yes, at? my family. <laughs> but the tablescapes at the LA County Fair. Show me the linens. <laughs> love a tablescape. If you love tablescapes, you got to watch Below Deck on Bravo. About Ooh. five minutes of every episode is dedicated to them decorating the table. I'll put it in the spank bank. There you go. You love seashells in a glass vase. You're going to be so thrilled. So what would you give Princess Bride in sumptuous outdoor table settings? Well, I, I do think the table settings are not quite sumptuous. I think that uh, I- Oh, I, Sean, this- that, yeah. I mean, also like, when did he have the time for it and how unnecessary? Yeah, absolutely. He didn't have to put the apples or the cheese or the bread out. And it all looks or, great. Also, how did he know it was going to be a battle of wits with wine? I, it's impressive that that's just like a trope that everybody knows they're going to have a battle of wits at some point. So right. everybody's got wine and poison on them at all times. Sure. 
this movie, oh, yeah, I, I hate to compare it to Midsommar for any other You're reason. You're always comparing it to Midsommar, <laughs> I feel like. But uh, if, if I'm thinking of other movies with outdoor table settings, this, this isn't quite tops. But I am going to say because of what it does bring to the table. Okay. Maybe, all right. All right. Yeah. I saw what he you still did there. got it. <laughs> 96 points for some 96. All right. I'll go 93. 93. Uh, I'll give it 85. You shouldn't have mentioned Midsommar because, like, I oh, did. yeah, that is the 100. So everything else is in <laughs> relation to that. That's a really good table setting out there. It's amazing. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, I got an average of 91.33. Pretty good. All right, all right. All right, now we are into the bonus category. So these are just bonus categories. So if it doesn't do well in any is of these categories, is exactly, see how that works? So they're gonna, uh, if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it doesn't work against the movie. These are just extra bonus. So it's just from zero to 10. Right. So the first bonus category and on a scale of zero to zero to 10, what would you give the Princess Bride in musical potential? Could you see it as a musical? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 10 out of 10. Uh, I think I'm, I'm sure this has been attempted to uh, adaptation. Like somebody has to have tried, right? Yes. In fact, William Goldman and uh, Adam Gettle, who if you were a theater person, yeah. you know his name, they uh, tried to do an uh, apparently Adam Gettle, they apparently wrote the whole thing, but uh, William Goldman and Adam Gettle could not agree on who got what percentage of the rights. So it has been completely shelved. Bummer. But now uh, Disney owns the rights and they're, uh, what's David Yazbek who wrote the musical of Full Monty and a bunch of other things. He's working out with like the guy who wrote the prom and stuff like that. So it's been works on. Who is Adam Gettle? He uh, he's a the Light in the Piazza. Light in the Piazza is a big one. His grandfather is Richard Rogers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Huh. So he's been coasting? <laughs> I think he would have been What's a weird it? choice to write the music for Princess Bride. I think so too. Yeah. That's a. That's I a actually think it is a sh also a, a show that like Rockwell has talked about making a, you know, one that of makes the sense. musicals oh. out of a lot. I don't know that if it worked though, honestly. I think it would, it would lose a lot of what you love about the movie. I the whimsy? Yeah. I think it does get longer. Mark, you said that earlier. I think it, it gets longer. Get longer musical. But I, ah, can you imagine the dance numbers and the, I, I think there is a lot of potential. I think that's like the only way to do a remake. You have to do something completely different almost, yeah. you know, just make an own version. Who was like the jukebox musical for the Princess Bride? What Taylor Swift? Like, who were they going to like, oh, we're going to take all music oh, from like the 80s oh. or something, you well, know? Well, they haven't done it, but uh, Rockwell typically doesn't do just a single artist. They uh, Most times they try to do like the year it either came out or the year it set or something like that. But so it maybe hasn't some, happened uh, some Tears for Fears. Yeah, maybe. Roxette. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen to her heart. <laughs> That's, uh, That's what they sing when they roll down the hill. Yeah. Right, the fire swamp. <laughs> John, what are you going to give it for a musical potential? Because I've tried and keep sort of stalling, I'll give it a nine. But that is like potential, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. But a lot of people have tried and been like, oh, this isn't going to work. But it's like unattainable. Yeah. Um, the golden, uh, I don't know, compass? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it's like making a musical out of the golden mm -hmm. compass. Yeah. That I would see. <laughs> Ziggy Polar Bear? Get out of here. <laughs> get Alfred Mo Get Manny Patinkin back on stage. Wow. <laughs> As uh, whatever his name was. They did put Lin-Manuel Miranda in the HBO Golden Compass, which was a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. His Dark Materials, his unwatched show. <laughs> Giving it a nine Got points. Him. Scott, finally. Somebody said it. I'm back. Um, all right, next category, Queer Menace. Well, Whoa. Count Rugen. Oh boy, it's, yeah, it's- He's coded as a queer guy. menace. It's very yeah. much the, mm -hmm. James Adomian has a great bit about, you know, uh, Alan Rickman as 
oh, sheriff Robin of Nottingham Hood. and how all the only gay people you saw as kids were these like you know queer wow. villains. Yeah, it's he's definitely point. Count Rugen definitely falls into that camp. I think there are more so than a speak. few. I think there are quite a few. Yes. Well, very good. Uh, if if I rank this, like, would this would this count against the movie if it were canonical? I know it's bonus, but you mean like, what is it a negative score? Yeah. If I said no. if I said like eight, that's bad. No, <laughs> you're not going to get canceled if that's what you're worried. Because having a queer man does make it gayer. Mm -hmm. right. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I think, think there's like Wallace Shawn has some kind of a queer menacey energy too about him. I'd yeah, say. I agree. I think he, he is it, like a queer presence, like yes, queer yeah. in almost like the dictionary sense. Exactly. <laughs> He's an odd, slightly queer. off kilter, <laughs> yeah. a hmm. queer fellow. Hmm. So yeah, what are you going to give it for queer menace? Did you say an eight? That's eight. Eight for me. Eight. I'm gonna go seven. Seven. Um. I'll go seven. And you I'll promise go I'm not going to get canceled for saying eight? <laughs> nope. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm no. holding to it. <laughs> All right. You got a 7.33. Not mm. bad, which is four points higher than the Beastmaster. Don't tell Putty. <laughs> mm -hmm. Our next category, character actress makes a big swing. Takes a big swing. Carol Kane, <laughs> I guess. Makes All a big swing. over the place. Carol Kane, the ancient booer. Yeah, gotta keep bringing her Who's up. Who's the ancient booer? Who's that actress? The actress Marjorie Mason. <laughs> we what love her. What did she do after this? Did she do, is she- Yeah, maybe she's a leading lady. But in this, she's not a leading lady. She's in love, actually. She plays the Harris Street old lady. She's a nursing nun in Les Mis. She's, she's one of those actors. Lady. She's been an old lady for like 50 years, right, yeah. probably. Uh, Good for she her. Started. Uh, John, while you're while you're looking, I, I had to bring up. I, I forgot uh, to bring this up while you were reading the description of the movie from Google earlier. Uh -huh. uh, I think that I found the exact same page that you were looking at, and it goes: director Rob Reiner, produced by Rob Reiner, adapted from The Princess Bride, big guy Fezzik the Giant. That's a that's a category that it lists as like important data to know who the, the big guy is in the movie. Yeah, who's the big guy? And you have to know who the big guy is in other movies as well if you're going to use that. Um, Character actors taking a big swing. Ten. Ten? Carol Kane's killing it. In yeah. She's amazing. I mean, like the ancient boar, she has had one small tiny scene and we all talk about her. So memorable. Absolutely. She's like, you are not going to forget me. <laughs> Don't you uh -huh. forget about me. Well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's the musical. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I'll give it a nine. A nine. I think they just aren't in it enough for me. Like, it's just like, mm. big enough. like Carol Kane doesn't show up for like the last 15 minutes. So I'll give it a six. Giving it an 8.33. Still not too shabby and four points higher than Lady Bird. Wow. You're kicking the teeth in of Lady Bird. <laughs> Who took All a right. swing in Lady Bird? Our friend Sam, Sam O. o. Oh, I, I think you know him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Comma Sam. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Our next category, witches. How witchy. Is this pretty movie. witchy? I mean, yeah, it's pretty witchy. Max and Valerie. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of magic going on, but it is, it's not, it's not very specific magic. It's like hard to put a finger on what's going on. <laughs> it's general, it's general. Yeah. They're, like they're, there's they're, no yada, spells. Yada, yada magic. Right? Yeah, there's no like, green lightning. They're like pharmacists yeah. almost. Like they're, they're pretty... alchemists, maybe. Yeah. You know? yeah okay. That, yeah, that's go. a little Thank less you. mundane. <laughs> um, yeah. They're like alchemists. I, I think. Witchiness, it doesn't do awesome, but there is, there's a, uh, to go along with the macabre, uh, there's a certain amount of like dark magic going on. Uh, Definitely. I, I'm going to say six though. I don't think it's very high. Six. Yeah, I'll go five. Five. I'll go five. 
giving an average of 5.33, which is five points higher than Best in Show and ties it with I, Tanya. Okay. Does that mean Best in Show had 0.5 witchiness? It did. Who, who gave it the witchiness, in your opinion? Our guest gave it a one. Yeah. Olivia <laughs> and her mother, yeah. Andrea Norman. I think maybe for um, uh, Parker Posey. I don't remember. Oh, sure. She's got a, a little like... People sometimes comment thing on, on things, like quote things back to us that we've said. And even though it's only been like two weeks, I usually have no idea what they're talking right. about. <laughs> I have no memory yeah. of what we were talking about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So to all the listeners out there, I'm so sorry. I don't understand. When you reference me, I have no idea what you're talking about. But, but I appreciate you. it. But sure. thank you. It's lovely. I hope it's a good reference. Um, probably. That's all we can hope. All right. Next category. This one might be tough. Gay actors playing gay roles. Um, well, I mean, by definition, yeah. Zero. There's no real yeah. gay role. Again, this is the bonus. Are there any so gay actors? No, Mandy Patinkin, no. Chris Sarandon, no. Chris Guest, no. Wallace Shawn, no. Under the Giant, no. Fred yeah, I guess no. Peter Falk, Peter Cook, Billy Crystal, nope. no. No. Oh, for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so not good. Zero. Zero. Yeah, I'll go zero as well. It's got to be zero. Giving it a zero, tying it with Auntie Mame. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and a lot of movies we're neck and, and neck with anti <laughs> yeah that's your biggest competition <laughs> all right our next category themes of mothers oh huh none not real. just yeah. the queen it themes exists. of father it would be huge but <laughs> the it's queen the, exists. Yeah. yeah all she and all the, the queen sick- does is get mad at the king for getting a kiss on the cheek yeah it's not a, right. certainly not a theme whatever no. it is the mother, like the the boy in the framing device, she exists. She just lets the father in, the grandmother. All she, all she does is not know that he's going to pinch his cheek. Right. <laughs> right. So point 0.5, I guess. We get, a, we get a little motherhood, but not much. Motherhood definitely exists in this world. Yes. <laughs> By the way, so does Australia. Isn't that weird? Well, Sicily does. Some fantasy yeah. is set yeah. in like on right, Earth. Right. And Gilder and Florin are just like in Europe somewhere, we assume. Yes, I assume. I yeah. assume so. Australia. That just that I I forgot that everything is from Australia in this movie. It has the same. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a one. A one based on because it's the father stuff is so strong and you can't have a father without a mother. So there you it go. says you. God, tell that to uh, Murphy Brown. Um, I'll give it a point five. Giving it a point six seven. Not Next great. category. Pearl clutching. Oh, <laughs> moral uh, outrage. I would say almost every instance of inconceivable. Is that like yes, that's a pearl clutching? Yes, that's definitely that's a pearl clutching. I think Humperdinck clutches his pearls quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine when he, uh, when Wesley tells him to sit in the chair and he sort of like clutches his skirts and puts them in his lap. Oh, right. Yeah. That's very funny. He, he's a very pearl clutching character. Um, I think as a kid, when I saw it, I didn't think like Chris Harandon was very funny, but like watching it now, I'm like, oh, he's right. very funny in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <the laughs> like, but he doesn't like hit to you as a kid, you know? Right. What I mean? Like, but he's like goofy. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like uh, an asshole. He's, yeah, he's great. <laughs> really good. Uh, it's uh, pro clutching is, I guess, a, a, a five because Humperdinck is doing it a lot, and that's about it for me. I think if we're saying inconceivable is pearl clutching, since it is one of the iconic lines of this movie, I will give it a seven. A Mm. seven. Um, I'll go up to a six based on that point. John, you're really doing a lot of swaying. 
I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to be honest. But whatever you're doing, it's working. <laughs> Thank you. Giving it a six now. I'm giving it a four. Giving it a 5.67. Tying it with the apple. That's fun. All right. All right. I think you're going to do very well here. Quips. How quippy wow. is the Princess Bride? 10 for 10. It's got bumper stickers. It's t-shirts. It's on coffee mugs. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. The least funny person in your office is constantly mm-hmm. saying it. Yeah. Wow. Spot <laughs> on, Mark. Uh, nobody also not really funny but it is always like a hell yeah moment is when uh, he says I want my father back you son of a bitch right (laughs) have you guys seen Princess Bride live in a theater live Uh, no when it came out sure a phenomenon Uh, no I watched it off HBO and then that's where it took seeing it seeing it at a big theater like after it had become like a cultural sensation is so fun it's like seeing rocky horror it's like seeing the room in a theater everybody is quoting it it's you're cheering when things happen when vicini dies everybody laughs with him and falls over it's great Mm -hmm. yeah uh folks after you know uh (laughs) we're all safe and sound and able to go outside uh catch a live showing of princess bride somewhere film on the rocks at red rocks amphitheater in morrison colorado doesn't it is that um, happening uh i think it is happening. are you hosting sure. it uh yeah, yeah. an interview a q a with carrie elways yeah to I'm, I'm gonna bring i i'm gonna be very mean to him. he wrote a book about the making of this movie you know mm-hmm. not Makes interested sense. okay you what can always get the audiobook like he's in your brain. Brushes right. his mustache. You can hear that mustache, right? Did people dress up at the showing? Not I that imagine. I remember. I think there were there were a lot of those t-shirts. There were maybe a few masks. Uh, also, I uh, would hope so. Uh-huh. Uh, when did I see it? I think this was like a year and a half ago. Oh, in like October right. 2019. Um, I don't think there was any costuming. Pretty surprising, actually. Nobody nobody wore even like uh, fun belted tunic i thought this was wow, like weed should... town yeah you would think so think they go all in on that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> hey guys we're in weed town we gotta yeah, dress up for yeah. let's get crazy <laughs> and they're this just movie had drag queen inspiration or what man <laughs> john what do you want to give it for quips uh yeah I, I mean like it's so quotable i wouldn't say it's necessarily like quippy quippy but it's insanely quotable so i'll go nine Wow, I'll give it a, I'm going to give it a 10. Giving it a 9.67. This time wow. you could be mad at John. Yeah, about okay. time. About time, frankly. I'm sick of always being on the brunt of your rancor. <laughs> All right, now we are into the iconic categories. So wow. these, we're going back to zero to 100. And these are more sort of broader umbrella categories. You'll see. All right. The first one, how would you rate The Princess Bride on a scale of one to zero to 100 in homoeroticism? Well, I would just say, aside from the sword fighting, right. having Carrie Elwes strapped to a table and sucking the life out of him. Wow. There's that. He's sort of jittery. Metaphor. I, uh, the metaphor is calling. Right. <laughs> There's I've also something the about door. the Dread Private Roberts and like someone's like grooming him to like take over. There's something that sort of feels... Oh, interesting. Like a leather bar kind of energy. When I die, this goes to you. There are are some like Grecian male relationships in this movie. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm like Mandy Patinkin and Andre the Giant could be a couple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't have any, they seem more like brothers. But they do put their faces close together, Mark. Couldn't anybody be a couple by that logic based on like no evidence of anything? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Based on that logic, 100%. (laughs) Uh, Homoeroticism, uh, everybody makes good points. It's going to be a 
70. From 70? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I, I heard quite a bit that hadn't come to mind yet. And uh, once again, I've been swayed. <laughs> I, I was do not trying to sway you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 17. <laughs> now we're getting a little more things. Are this starting. time, John can't make me change my mind. It's 70. 70. I'm Stay thinking strong. about Inigo taking a sword to the shoulder right now. Have right. you ever seen anything homoerotic? I'm starting to think you haven't. Yeah, I've seen The Princess Bride, Mark. <laughs> no, no. Just the name alone. Have you been most... to a spank bank? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give it a I'll give it a 19. Mm. All right. Give it an average of 35.33, which is three <laughs> points like higher than Beastmaster, which is chock full of loincloths. Wow. <laughs> and a point higher than the Ten Commandments. Wow. All right. Ooh, I'm glad I weighted it so highly. <laughs> Our next category, over-the-top wardrobe. It's pretty good. One of them gets set on fire. One of the pieces gets set on fire. We keep bringing that up. What else is going okay. on? Vecini is wearing possibly curtains from the castle. Yes. Uh, it looks like they're draperies that he just took off one of the big windows there. But it is all to me like all pretty like standard like Renaissance. For the world, it's nothing right. like for what for yeah. what it is. It's like pretty like expected. It's like it feels like first thought. What's the first thing we found in like these our encyclopedias of fashion? Like yeah, oh like, yeah, let's just let's just do that. Mm -hmm. They probably wrote into the script that she's wearing a red dress, he's wearing black. Yeah, that's about it. It's kind of basic. Yeah, it's a little basic. To use a terrible um, phrase. Uh, the uh, There are a few costumes that do give it a little more heft in this category. I think the clergyman's hat is so tall. Um, sure. I mean, who's more over the top than the Pope? Like, we get it. You're in charge. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Can we talk about Miracle Max's prosthetics? The, I think so. Yeah. The eyebrows. Uh, and what about those... the ROUSs? Those were actors in there. Yes. Here's your wardrobe. Right. Hop in on all Hop fours, in. Fellows. You're going to be terribly uncomfortable for the whole day. <laughs> Had to be miserable. Were there breathing holes in those costumes? No, they all died. <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah. Just like the R2D2. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, over the top costumes, it's, uh, I'm going to say 80. Because 80. It, it, it could have been better. <laughs> we have there, taught but... you nothing. <laughs> this is on us I, at this point. <laughs> I want I want this movie to do well, and I projected it bad at the very beginning. Fair enough. Fair you enough. know what? Fair enough. You're playing <laughs> the game. I appreciate that. I think it's, say... I think it's an 80 because of the costumes that I brought up, and uh, that those those alone. Gotcha, gotcha. Fair enough. I got it. That's I think I agree. It's sort of like right for what it is. It's pretty on the nose for what it is. I'll give it a 55. 55. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give it the same thing I gave Beastmaster because I think that's kind of in the same. Well, actually, I thought Beastmaster was slightly better, so I have to give this 45. So, wow, uh, giving it a 60 in over the top wardrobe, which is 0.67 points lower than the Beastmaster. Ah, wow. I'm going to try and be more realistic from now on. <laughs> All right, well, you're at the very end, there's only three categories left, so better late than never. Yeah. All right, our last of the iconic categories camp factor. How campy wow. is the Princess Bride? It's medium campy. Mm. I think that it's not nearly as campy as movies that you would say are campy. But if you're looking at it, it's it's the same thing with it's a gentle camp. If you're looking, yeah, it's a gentle camp. If you're looking for camp, it's there. They don't make you swim or you can shower on your. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not. <laughs> they don't put you in a canoe. No, um, not if you're scared. No, of course not. You can go. You know, make friendship bracelets. <laughs> yeah. It's it's this is right on the line. This is fifty. Uh, as a camp factor, this is 50. Okay, you have come to your senses <laughs> right on time. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's it's campy in the way that like they do go a little over the top in really fun ways. Like I think Billy Crystal and Carol Kane are pretty campy. I think like just the whole Mandy Patinkin like repeating that line over and over again, I think is campy. I think again, Wallace Shawn is very campy in fun ways. Uh, even the like push it, like them rolling down the 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 hill is sort of fun and campy. The noises so, they make are incredible. Yeah. During that <laughs> Those actors are really getting beat up. <laughs> I was That's wondering, I bet hill. that they must've been, I think the camera must've been adjusted. So but there's one shot weird. where you see like a river down in the canyon and you're like, yeah. but that's level. Okay. And, and she like skids at the bottom yeah. of it. They probably <laughs> have like padding rolling. underneath, I'm I sure. assume, I would hope. But they are going, oh, eh, <laughs> You can't fake that. <laughs> right, the rodents of unusual size. Yeah, it's not, but it's not like crazy crazy, but I'll go 71. 71, oh. wow. Yeah. Uh, I got a quick list of campy things. Here we go. A story with a framing device, a foot, yeah. a poster of a football player called the fridge <laughs> empire strikes back themed jelly glasses, tormenting a farm boy, Wallace Shawn and tights, making someone feel better through rhyming delightful miniature work. Can you swear on the life of your father a little too much? Finally being reunited with the love of your life and playing a little prank on her by pretending to be someone else inherited <laughs> piracy, giant rodents, waking up from a nightmare and sitting up straight, asking someone to consider <laughs> you as an alternative to suicide. Side. getting one year of your life sucked away been there <laughs> funny priest running away from a sword fight if anyone in a movie keeps a knife in their boot they're bad your sense of vengeance bring you back to life your grandpa quoting a romantic line back to you yes i know it's sweet and finally that very 80s process guitar sound mark knopfler had a real boner for Yay! Yay! Yes! <laughs> clapping, clapping, clapping. But the whole thing is like a camp version of a fantasy movie. You wow. know, like it's the funny version of a fantasy a movie. Point. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it a 70. <laughs> All right. Giving it a 63.67. All right, finally. The category you were compelled to write a whole list based off of, and it gets 70. <laughs> well, I've written. You should hear the ones I've written for Auntie Mame. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got a hundred. Your main competitor. <laughs> Your main competitor. Your main competitor. We did ah, it. Got there. All right. Finally, we're into the crown jewels. So these categories we don't rate so much as we all agreed either gets the bonus or it doesn't. Okay. All right. The first one, a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. No, I don't think I don't think we can do it. So. There's no fucking no. way. <laughs> um bye. Bye 15%. <laughs> And then last, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Boat Trip. This wow. is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not lose 50% of its points. Wow. All right, Alec, we're done. That's great we're news. Done. So now that it's all over, do you still think you uh, did not beat Muppets Take Manhattan? I'm on tenterhooks. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know that I skewed this movie higher than probably it deserves in a few categories, but I do. I think that we were pretty, I think we were realistic and I think we treated it well because we knew it deserved it. I, I wouldn't go crazy, but yeah. I hope, I hope this movie is in the like top 48%. Okay. I, think right. it, I hope it breaks. You want to be 40. more than 50 is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. No, oh. I want to be more than 40. Oh, oh, I thought That's you said 48%. Okay, I, gotcha. I doubt that we break 50, but we'll see. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, I'll tell you exactly how it did. Out of a total possible 2,595.93, The Princess Bride has scored 1,872.93, giving it a percentage of 72.15, making it the 23rd gayest movie ever. Not as gay as The Little Shop of Horrors, but gayer than Interview with the Vampire. 
you beat the Muppet Sick Manhattan. Oh my God. By far. Yeah, Muppet oh Sick Manhattan had a 69. You beat it by like 3%. Uh, we did it. Yes, we did it. Well, I think you did it. If we're being honest, <laughs> I do agree that this is slightly less gay than Little Shop of Horrors, and right. I haven't seen Interview with a Vampire, but I tried reading it and I didn't like it. And All right. you know, give it a second uh, chance. Yeah, <laughs> I also tried reading the book. Have you guys read The Princess Bride? I have I not. Have. Years ago, I did. Yeah. Did you like it? It's different. Yeah, it feels. I don't remember. different. I couldn't get into it because. But I it, does it like, still have the framing device? Kind of. Because I remember that it's like friends of mine who have read it said like there's different colored text. Pages or depending on who's talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the it it does have a framing device, but I can't remember if they changed it drastically for the movie. I really don't don't remember. It didn't make an impression Mm. on me. (laughs) People still love it. Then it's on. You can also get this movie in the Criterion Collection. Wow. So update your Blu-ray library accordingly. What was crazy (laughs) during the pandemic Zoom reading was they were reading from a different script that ended up getting shot. So we heard some alts. Uh, We heard some Uh jokes that never got made. Uh, and I can't remember a single one of them. And how well, they must have been very <laughs> funny. For the best. For the best. <laughs> well, Alec, that's it. We're this is so much fun. Wow. What a yes, lovely reunion. Yes, so nice to have you back. So good to see you guys. Thank you for having me. This is is there anything you would like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? Uh, I, I would like for people to write into their Congress people if they live in states that are passing anti-trans legislation right now. You mentioned I work for the Gill Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really bad time to be a gender non-conforming person. So please take action if you live in Arkansas, if you live in Michigan, if you live in, there are so many fucking states that are being <laughs> horrible to people right now. So pay attention to the news uh, and do some good stuff based on that, please. You don't have to follow my Instagram. I would actually prefer if you didn't. Does the foundation you work for have an Instagram? Maybe you want to share that? Oh yeah, you can follow the Gill Foundation on Twitter. There's going to be plenty of uh, news and updates there and you can get some good messaging. And some resources. Some very, yeah, see some really well-spoken trans kids talking about how stupid Ted Cruz is. I mean, who doesn't want that? Yeah, it's really fun. (laughs) It's premium content. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Alec. It's been delightful. And we'll We'll be be right right back. We're back. Reunited and it feels so So good. So good. uh, It was nice. Long time listeners, he's Alex's voice was sprinkled throughout. He, he, throughout. In. he was in the, he was in the closing credits for a while too. Abs, he was the yes. closing credits. That's true, that's true. He taught us how to put this together. He showed us. In fact, it the was pack, uh, the nuts and bolts. I mean, it was sort of because of him this podcast happened, right? Did you want to tell everyone the origin story of how we found Alec? Sure, I was doing another podcast called Fantasy Flicks League, and he was the producer on that. And then he said, if you ever want to do something else, let me know. And I said, we do. (laughs) Um, And then it happened. And then he was like, showed us how to to edit, how to put things together. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast exists now and is what it is because of him. We have flown free, but he's the one that built the nest. He taught us how to fly. He taught us how to use our wings. Do birds teach you how to fly? I think you just kind of fall, right? They push you out of the nest. Is that teaching? I mean, that's tough love. I think it's more like you observe. So maybe it's through showing, through example they teach. (laughs) Now observe birds. (laughs) I'm about to do something you're going to think is crazy. I've just filled you with chewed up worms. You're welcome, by the way. And now- (laughs) I've gotten a thanks. It's fine. <laughs> we got an email from one of our listeners. This comes from David, and it is titled, How Your Podcast Killed My Car. 
Oh no. Oh dear. It says, hi, Mark and John. I work with Mark's mom and our primary role is to quietly try to make each other crack up during serious meetings. I almost got her to do a spit take during a clinical staff meeting once and I'm very, very proud of that fact. We often hear you two are not allowed to sit together. Of course, we ignore that. Uh, David goes on to say, I was listening to her appearance on your Sound of Music episode and the episode was finishing as I drove back from getting some lunch. I sat in the parking lot listening. She pulled up next to me. So I got out to congratulate her on the category she added to your wheel. We walked into the office about we walked into the office talking about highlights of the podcast. My car has keyless ignition. And when I exited to talk to Mary Lou or M Lou, as she's known in the trades, right. <laughs> sure. Uh, I neglected to switch off the accessory setting and turn the car all the way off. As a result, when I got out to leave many hours later, the battery was as dead as the idea to make Ishtar 2 the musical. Okay. However, it was well David. worth it. And eventually AAA got the car running again. Keep up the good work. Even if you did kill my car, sincerely, David. Wow. Well, what thank a you. Some would say the impact. <laughs> Indeed. You know, I my mom told me that they're they're not allowed to sit together. They just she they just make each other laugh constantly. Oh, Leo, and my love, my mom loves a gay man who makes her giggle. <laughs> that's her favorite person in the world. Ah, oh, so you're her favorite child. She once told me after I came out, she's like, I hope you date someone really flamboyant. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow. I'll see what I could do. I don't know. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a lot of improv, Mom. It's not looking good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the prospects are pretty grim. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that I imagine uh, she loves her job. She lo told me she loves David. She knew about this incident. <laughs> oh, good. We're not, <laughs> we're not telling tales out of school. No, one's gonna no, 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 no. But no. thank you for sending well, that in. You, I love to this hear. Delightful. Yeah. It is always here, weird to hear, like, from someone who knows, like, your mother that you don't know. She's like, well, I thought I knew everybody she knew. Who was <laughs> she, she going to have a life? Who's she working yeah. with? Who's making yeah. her laugh? What are his jokes? M. Lou. <laughs> you don't get to call her that. I mean, I don't, but that doesn't mean you can. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. Yes, we love hearing from you. If you guys, uh, you can email us at twooldqueens, T-W-O, oldqueens at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what sort of mishaps you've gotten into, what listening to our podcast and whatnot. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, TWO Old Queens. Follow me on Letterboxd, where I maintain the current movie rankings. Uh, yes, we also have merch. If you go to T Public and search for Two Old Queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy for yourself or your friends. Uh, and a percentage of all the proceeds go to the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. And finally, we yeah. also have a Patreon. Uh, for $5 a month, if you go to Patreon, search for Two Old Queens, the retirement plan, you get another episode of this every week. Uh, with other similar but different unique projects. Right now we're going through all these Spider-Man movies to see which is the gayest. The quest continues. Mm, never ending. No. We'll see you next. We don't know what we're doing next week Not if yet, you've gotten this far. Know soon. But you'll know. It'll yeah, be so. fine. Goodbye. Story book story in my love is now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Conrad Shin. And special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.